Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Entertainment Podcast, your source for all things entertainment. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Grant Berglund on the line, and he's CEO over at Zeitgeist Science Fiction, and he's the director and writer of the film Metrics. Grant, welcome to the show. Hi, Adam. It's really great to be here, uh, and thank you to all of your viewers, <laughs> or listeners. Oh, Grant. Well, hey, there might be viewers if they're, if they're watching this on YouTube, so it just depends. But, uh, Grant, I'm excited to get into this topic with you today. So we're going to talk about your film. We're going to also talk about the importance of independent science fiction, which I'm a huge fan of, so I'm excited to get into that with you, too. But before we do that, tell us a little bit more about what you're doing overall at Zeitgeist Science Fiction, please. All right. Well, thanks. So Zeitgeist, uh, the word, it means the spirit of the time. And I founded the company because I believe that there is a financial censorship that's going on in science fiction in that you only are getting really high budget films um, and we're only getting franchises. And that's the limit of all of the science fiction that we're getting. And the reason why I think independent science fiction is so important is that it was a place where a lot of creative people could comment on the world that we lived in and where we were headed. And I believe that element is kind of leaving uh, our media just because everything is kind of really high budget um, and everything kind of has to go through uh, really big name directors and producers. So let's, um, I think it's a great transition. So like, the importance of independent uh, sci-fi in general. I mean, talk a little bit more about that and, and what, how you see the community and the industry evolving. Because I, I love what you're doing over at Zeitgeist Sci-Fi, but I'm just trying to get a feel for the community and, like, the content that's out there. Well, I think that one thing that a lot of people don't see is the fact that, you know, Hollywood is kind of driven by numbers. And if you have a franchise and if you have a famous director and – you know, the summer is coming up, you know, you basically have a winning formula, but then there isn't a lot of room for other people who are telling other science fiction stories that might be a big surprise. So uh, I think that it's important to have a lot of different voices out there, just because I think a lot of those voices are being drowned out by all of these sort of big budget, uh, of course, they're amazing productions, uh, but then they usually aren't really saying that much. Um, they don't really take risks. Uh, what they do is they have a formula and they follow the formula. And you know what? It's great entertainment and it sells a lot of tickets, but it doesn't really say anything that wasn't said before. Um, there's a pretty amazing uh, independent film that came out, I think, 10 years ago called Moon, um, about a guy in a space station who discovered that he's been cloned a hundred times and he's just sort of this drone worker that's uh, working for this big company. And, you know, that particular science fiction film was really speaking to technology and how people are being devalued. And, you know, it's a, it was an interesting little film. It was called Moon. It starred Sam Rockwell and uh, David Bowie's son made it <laughs> of all, you know, amazing things. But that's sort of an example of, of one film that is on the outside at the fringes that is really speaking to our world and 
the trajectory where we are headed. Uh, and then as far as the film goes, um, I'm getting a lot of compliments on it because we had this pandemic and the world that is in the film that we made is very similar uh, to the world that we live in now. Um, and we predicted the trajectory, uh, but the pandemic just got us here a lot faster than I thought. Wow. Um, let's, uh, I think this is good. Let's switch it up. I want to, I want to get into this film that you're creating. So tell us more about uh, the concept behind metrics and where you're at with it. Okay. Thanks. Well, metrics is in, uh, it's about to be released. Uh, we are in right now. You can go to the Anthem film festival. And if you log in at salemnow.com, you can watch the film. Um, but we haven't had a public release of it yet. But uh, Metrics the Film is a story about a young man who uh, works as a doorman because in the future, most of the jobs are automated. Um, so the only kind of jobs that are left are specific service industry type jobs. Um, and personally, I think in the future, there's going to be a rebirth of service industry jobs like shoemaking and being a tailor and being a baker or a cobbler or that's a shoemaker <laughs> but all of those things are kind of kind of come back because it's going to create an experience that can't be automated so this guy's a doorman and then he purchases a virtual assistant and uh, it's basically like a google assistant or an amazon alexa and then uh, the thing starts running his life and introduces him to this girl. And he thinks that it's sort of this organic thing, but then discovers that the whole thing was set up by the artificial intelligence to sell more stuff. Um, and then I think that that moment is pretty important uh, just because I believe our futures are being controlled by artificial intelligences, but it's not the way that we expected it to be. I mean, the way we expect it to be is like James Cameron and there's an evil, you know, Skynet that's going to destroy all of us. But then I think the AI that's influencing us is, you know, moving us around logistically and showing us things um, on our browsers as cookies and stuff that sort of are driven towards increasing profits. So uh, I really wanted to make metrics because I believe the future that we live in is going to be influenced by the systems that we create today. And we're being influenced, you know, very seriously uh, by all of the things that collect our data on the Internet. And I'm not, you know, being paranoid about the future. I mean, this is the, the, the present. This is now. And then the question is, is like, well, what are we going to do about that? Like, are we going to just go along with all of the suggestions, you know, are we going to date the girl that we get matched with online or are we going to, you know, be more organic or try to be more organic with our interactions? So that's the, the mission statement of metrics. And, uh, you know, I'm in these film festivals and a lot of people are telling me it turned out really great. So uh, I'm just looking forward to, you know, seeing how it does at more of these festivals. So uh, tell us a little bit more about the production. Tell us about the production and uh, and how that went. Okay. So making a movie, uh, this was my first film. Uh, and I, the first set that I walked on was my own set. And uh, basically production is a pretty amazing thing. And I, I think everybody should be a director at least once uh, just because the sheer amount of work that's involved uh, is really teaches you very quickly that you need to have a team that you can count on. 
and you need to be really good at communicating whatever your vision is to the team. Uh, just because I believe that separates good directors from bad directors and then in the same way like good executives from bad executives is that you've got a vision, you've got a place that you want to go, you assemble your team, but you have to be really clear about where you're going and what you're doing. Um, so I, I think that one thing that's very interesting is like if you look at the high levels of just about anything, like my background is as a writer, but then the things that make you a really effective writer are often the things that make you a really effective painter that also make you an effective executive. Like at the high levels, it's all the same stuff. Um, so as far as the production went, um, we got everything together. Uh, we met with the crew. Uh, we did basically, uh, we did 200 different uh, auditions and we did five rounds of callbacks. They were like 12 hours each. We got a really great cast together. Um, and, I mean, the magic started happening. Like, people were reading the script, and uh, a lot of great things happened. And I got a celebrity to be in the movie, which was great. And, um, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I, I'd love to answer more specific questions about it. But I think that the core is believing and, like, believing in your product and uh, giving that passion to other people and communicating that with your team. Man, that's awesome. Uh, so who is the celebrity? I mean, tell us the, tell us the, the production. Come on, man. <laughs> okay. You can't so be, you can't, uh, let me, let me teach, let me teach you something. You can't be, you, I know this is your first film. Um, if you don't promote it, nobody else will. You gotta be out there. So tell us more. Come on. Don't be shy. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I was very, very, uh, lucky and blessed to get my childhood hero, uh, Johnny Brennan. Uh, Johnny Brennan is the voice of Mort on the Emmy-nominated film or Emmy-nominated TV show Family Guy. Family Guy appears on Fox Television. So uh, Johnny Brennan is the guy who created the Jerky Boys in the 1990s. So he's the guy that did crank calls where it's like, yes, yes, I need my shoes and my glasses so we have them. <laughs> Does this sound familiar? Oh, yeah, for sure. Wow. That's, well, that's, that's old school. You took us to the 90s. That's awesome, man. Well, yeah. I mean, basically, uh, Johnny Brennan has a series of multi-platinum records that he's still making wow. a fortune off of. And then mm -hmm. even though, <laughs> you know, the stuff is pretty retro, um, it's still making money and it's still funny at this point. And then what's For been sure. really great is, no, no, no. And then it was great working with Johnny because like Amy Schumer, Johnny Knoxville, um, uh, Adam Sandler, John Leguizamo, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, all of them are saying that Johnny Brennan and the Jerky Boys and everything that Johnny created was one of their main influences. So basically, I got the grandfather of modern comedy, you know, to be in my film. And then in addition to that, he is just the most amazing voice actor in the world. Um, I gave him my lines and he gave me five different versions of it with like all of these different nuances that I didn't think about. And I got him to say sizzle chest. <laughs> I got him to say fruitcake. <laughs> I got him to say, look, jerky, <laughs> you know, so I, I got everything that I wanted. And the thing that was just so amazing about this is that, um, you know, I envisioned Frank Rizzo. And it's like, listen, jerky, I don't need to talk to you. You know, I, I envisioned Frank Rizzo when I was writing the script. And then I got wow. the actual actor that was in my vision to be in the film. You know, so it's like I created a loop, you know, I, I, I dreamt it and then I made it happen. 
And it's just been so wonderful. And then just working with someone who is a professional voice actor who's been in the business for 30 years. I mean, it was, it was ridiculously awesome um, to have him be in the movie and to just bring, I, I mean, I feel like I'm a part of history now um, because this guy's in the history books and I'm part of, you know, his body of work. Man, that's awesome. I'm I'm so happy for you, Grant. This is a great story, and I'm glad to bring it to my audience. Uh, so that being said, Grant, if somebody's watching or listening to this right now, and they want more information on metrics, and they want to uh, and they want to watch the film, I mean, what's the best way for them to do that? Okay, uh, thanks for asking. So we have a great landing page set up uh, at metricssci-fi.com. There's no dashes or anything. It's just metrics and then scifi.com. You can also find us on Instagram. We have our own hashtag, which is ZeitgeistSciFi. That's Z-E-I-T-G-E-I-S-T, sci-fi. So uh, you can find us those two ways, and you're going to be hearing more about us soon. I guarantee it. Fantastic. Well, Grant, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your about what you're doing over at Zeitgeist Science Fiction. Also, um, you know how you're how you're such an advocate of the independent science fiction uh, scene. So appreciate that, and and congrats again on on your film Metrics. I think it's awesome, and I think it's great that you were able to um, make some history there. So congrats on that, and to the audience as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. So leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Entertainment, definitely give us a subscribe there, but also leave some comments in the video. Love to know what kind of projects and things that you're working on. And Grant, thanks again for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.